Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to Keeping Up with the King as we are going through the book of Matthew and talking about the unexpected king and the unexpected kingdom. And that, I think, is especially fitting for what we're going to talk about today. Hey, and one of the challenges of doing these little 10-minute portions is that I really can't talk about all the stuff I want to talk about. And oftentimes, I feel like we're um, we're selling certain topics short. And so I would really hope that uh, anyone listening would understand that that I'm not giving you the total the total picture. I'm, I'm giving it's kind of a glimpse is what we're getting. And so my hope is that this that some of the stuff we talk about would inspire you to dig deeper and to consider these things more and um, what sort of uh, oh meditate upon them. And when we say meditate, we don't mean in the Eastern like Hindu Buddhist sense of of emptying the mind and um but rather the idea of meditating like to continually to chew on it think on it um consider what it means uh and how you might apply it so anyway we are in um matthew 5 verse 9 and it says blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of god so one of the things I believe as Christians we ought to be is we ought to be peacemakers. And and this is one of those things I think we have a, a really uh, unique opportunity in our present uh, environment as we see our our nation, at least in the U.S., very splintered um, in an almost, um, you know, almost a 50-50 split of uh, when it comes to, to thought and idea and worldview. And it's uh, it's really one of those things that that is sad because we're seeing this division between people, and we're seeing these strange attitudes of you know what they call the echo chamber, where you know people surround themselves with their own viewpoints, people that believe what they believe, think what they think, and uh, and don't want to be challenged or don't want to step out of that, and and it leads to a lot of really strange things, and one of those things is oftentimes. Um, this demonization of the other side. There's such a there's such a lack of understanding of what other people think, or why they think the things they think, or why they believe the things they believe, or why they act the way they act. That uh, it just becomes well, you must be evil, you know. And we see these strange things where where the only answer from one side is the reason you believe this is because you're lazy or the reason you believe this is because you're a racist the reason you don't think what i think is because is because you're a bigot you know these really strange like black and white you are this you know if you voted for that candidate you're a nazi you know you the these very um like harsh judgments about the other side. And, and I think we have this really unique opportunity as Christians to be peacemakers, to really stand in that gap between people and really seek to seek to, to bring understanding to, um, it doesn't mean we embrace one side or another, but rather that we want to bring people together. Uh, but that's not all I think this is talking about. You know, I think as Christians, we ought to consider ourselves as, you know, that, that we are peacemakers are, you know, we ought to be seeking to be peacemakers. Um, but I think there's a, there's a greater 
picture going on here. And I think that falls into what I've been saying from the beginning on this. This is a, a, a book that we're reading that is written by a Jew to the Jews about the king of the Jews and a very unexpected king. You know, uh, people looking for a Messiah, people that were under, you know, in physical bondage to Rome, right? They were being ruled by the Roman Empire under the, the taxation of Caesar, and they are looking forward to the coming Messiah who they believe was going to set them free from the bondage of Rome. Not understanding that he didn't come to set them free from earthly governmental bondage, but from the bondage of sin, you know, eternal freedom, not just a temporal one. And, and this is one of the things we see over and over in the Bible is this misunderstanding of the importance of the eternal versus the temporal, the, the things that are going to last forever versus the things that are just now. And so much of the time we get focused on now because now is what we're experiencing, what we see around us. It's so easy for our attitudes to become infected by the things that are going on in our lives. You know, how I feel today, how, you know, what's what's happening in my job, what's happening with my family. It's so easy for that to become the focus of my existence. And this, this tragic thing is, so often people live their entire lives trying to maintain or better their temporary situation. And maybe it's because of my age, uh, oftentimes because I work with kids, they'll ask me, hey, Mr. Mike, how old are you? And I've been telling them this year, I've been saying, I'm halfway. And it's amazing that when I say that, almost all of them know exactly how old I am, which is kind of strange. But in that in that halfway point, right, if I decide I'm living to 100, which apparently all the kids think that's how long you live, um, there's, a, there's a perspective of looking at life and saying, okay, what have I done with the first half? You know, I'm halfway. What, what's, what's been accomplished? And I think it's so tragic because I look out at so many people I know in their entire life is, is self-focused. It's focused on the betterment of themselves and the betterment of their, their family and the betterment of their financial situation, uh, the accumulation of comfort and stuff. And I think how tragic is it when they, if they look back at their life at some point and go, what, what have I done? He says, blessed are the peacemakers. You know, so many people are seeking out, trying to be happy, trying to make themselves happy. And yet what's he calling us to do? Blessed are the peacemakers. Well, when I read that, I was reminded of Romans five, verse one, and it says this, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But we've been justified. We've been made just as if we have never sinned. We've been proclaimed righteous. And we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? We have not. It doesn't say the peace of God. We have peace with him. We're no longer striving against him. We're no longer struggling against him. But we've surrendered to him. And in faith, we are now adopted into his family, right? Because it was it uh, John, uh, John one 19. I'm going to flip over there and read it to you because I, because I don't want to misquote it. Um, and 
I'm glad I flipped over because it's not 119. It's 112. It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So who are the children of God? He says, those who received him. And so when we read this, we say, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. I believe what he's talking about here is not that we should just make, try to make peace amongst people. But I believe what he's saying is the children of God ought to be bringing other people into the family of God, right? Because the, the expectation of a king would be, you know, hey, we're going to go conquer. But he says, no, I've come to make peace. I've come to reconcile men to God. And what is our calling as Christians? You know, our ca calling is we have the ministry of reconciliation to bring people to God, to build up those who are in him. Remember the, the Great Commission? Go out into all the world. Remember teaching them to obey the, the things that I've commanded you, you know, making disciples of all men, baptizing them. You know, so the question is, how much of your time, your effort, your focus is spent on bringing people into the kingdom of God and building up those in the kingdom of God? And maybe right now in your life, it's your kids. Maybe that's it. Like I'm raising up my children, but that might be your prime focus, but is that your only focus? You know, let us look outward. Let us look out and say, how can I build up God's people? How can I be a peacemaker by reconciling people to God? Lord, let me be on the lookout for the lost, the broken, the hurting. So that they shall also, like me, be called children of God. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time.